everyone. It's Marianne with Crime Scene and Cupcakes. And I know we had promised that every time we would have a podcast, it would be focused on Krista Martin and her murder that happened in 1989 and in Wichita, Kansas, and that we would be focusing and trying to get the local police here to reopen her cold case. Plot twist. We are actually going to focus today on the case of Amber Hagerman. Um, today, for January 13th, is National Amber Alert Awareness Day. And so I thought today would be the perfect time to talk about the case of Amber Hagerman, but also talk about the Amber Alert system. One of the things in my past life that we often talk about is I hear a lot of people ask, why wasn't an Amber Alert called out on this abduction case? Or why can we not call out an Amber Alert on this abduction? My child is missing. Well, there is criteria that must be met for an Amber Alert to be called out. So I wanted to kind of cover those facts a little bit today. And I'm sure there's going to be a plethora of podcasts that are covering this today. So I am just one of the many. Um, And so I appreciate and thank any of you who are coming to me today to hear this story and talk about this. And I hope I can, uh, with my background, bring a little bit of this to you. And if you have any questions, again, our Twitter out there is at Crime Scenes. Uh, with Crime Scene and Cupcakes and just shoot us a tweet, shoot us a DM. We're always wanting to get ideas and get information and answer any questions that might be out there. So give us a holler. So let's get into it. So on January 13th of 1996, it was supposed to be a happy day for nine-year-old Amber and her five-year-old brother, Ricky, because why shouldn't it be for two damn kids? But so they're out at an abandoned grocery store in their parking lot, riding their bikes and just having a good time in Texas, because in Texas, that's when you can ride your bikes because you're not going to have all the snow on the ground most generally. And so they're riding their bikes and having a good time. But Ricky got bored after a while and decided he wanted to go ahead and go home. But Amber decided she was having a good time and just kind of enjoyed being out and about and doing her thing. So she wanted to continue to ride her bike. So she is riding her bike and, and so somebody pulls up in a black truck and decides to take advantage of the fact of Amber being alone. So he grabs Amber off of her bike and she is kicking and screaming. This little girl is making sure she doesn't go down easy. So I want to make sure people know that. Amber kicked up a fight. Um, Sidebar, I actually have a daughter named Amber. So Ambers are tough girls. They don't put up with crap. Um, But as much as she fought and everything she did, she could not get away from her kidnapper. Uh, her kidnapping was witnessed by a older person named Jimmy Kivel. Um, 
Jimmy immediately called the police. And even though the cops got there within just a few minutes, it was still too late for Amber. According to Jimmy's description, the kidnapper had arrived in a black pickup truck. Um, Amber's abductor was a medium build and could have been white or Hispanic. And then everybody went into overdrive. They started searching and everyone made so many efforts, but their efforts just sadly weren't enough. Amber's family and the community came together um, and it was just a complete and horrific nightmare for her parents, um, as anyone can imagine. And so they continued searching and continued going door to door and doing everything they could. Um, And then a few days later, um, a few miles away from where Amber was abducted, a man was out taking his dog for a walk around the Forest Hill Apartments in Texas, and he discovered a young girl's body in a creek. Um, she was found completely nude except for a, one sock that remained on her body, which is just an absolutely horrific thing. We've, we've had several Jane Doe's that have been found over history and time. Um, we've had the orange sock doe um, and those types of things. And to me, that is just an image that is just burned into my brain whenever those types of things happen, especially to a young child. It, it's just absolutely horrendous. Um, so, what becomes even worse of a nightmare for Amber's family is the forensics later revealed that Amber's abductor did not even kill her immediately. Uh, he kept her for two days in captivity where she was beaten and sexually assaulted and tortured. And then, so, and then after he had done these horrific things to her for two days, he killed her by cutting her throat and then tossing her remains into a creek. And so, and it was already difficult. The investigators were already up against a wall because Um, stranger abductions are probably some of the hardest cases to solve because there really is so difficult. I mean, it's a random person off the side of the road who just decides to pick up another random person trying to find any type of connections or evidence is already so difficult. Um, and then on top of it, she was in a crate. So, so much evidence had been washed away. So it was so difficult to find any information on the culprit. And then, you know, no matter, they had 50 law enforcement agents and they had 8,000 leads. And still to this date, they, they've got nothing. Um, so even though we have the Amber Alert, but we can just stop for a minute. We had the description of the vehicle and we had a description of a person. So if we stop and we think back how different her case would be if we would have had that information, if we would have known that and that kind of information would have gotten out there immediately, how different would 
Amber's story be today? And even due to the lack of the forensic evidence, the other question is, since we weren't able to get the DNA, could her killer already be in prison? Could he already be in the system? Could he already be there? And nobody knows. So that, to me, is one of the hardest and strangest things to look at is knowing somebody could already be in prison for a different crime or a similar crime and you can't know because you don't have the DNA to find that out um but the one thing that really is a huge deal about all of this is um, a few days after Amber's abduction, Diana Simone, a woman from Fort Worth, called a Dallas radio station with an unprecedented and brilliant idea. Um, she was also, you know, just kind of feeling this family's frustration in Amber's case. And the woman was, she had a simple question. Um, And she asked why law enforcement agencies hadn't thought about teaming up with the media to immediately inform the public of any child's abduction. So she just called the radio station when other people were calling about the weather. And she was like, hey, why haven't any of you thought about calling and working with the media and everybody putting the information out there? Why is law enforcement and the media not working together on this? And so Simone's suggestion was not only brilliant for the radio station, but it became a game changer that birthed the Amber Alert program for In Hagerman's Honor. The plan was eventually adopted by the U.S. Congress, and so far the alert system has been implemented by the United States and far beyond, and it's successfully recovered 890 children to date that we know of so far. And now, there's no doubt that the importance and the success of the alert system can never be overemphasized. But the program does have mixed feelings for Amber's mother, Donna Williams, who still lives with many unanswered questions. Though Williams is happy about numerous missing kids the program has rescued, she can't help but wonder if her daughter's fate would have been different if the alert system was already implemented at the time of Amber's abduction. So she's, she's so happy to see this, but of course her question is, why the hell didn't anyone think of this before this happened to my child? So to her, yes, it's an honor to have the Amber Alert System, but why did her child have to die in order for someone to think of something or for a random person to have to call into a radio station for this to have been thought of? For somebody to have said, hey, why aren't the police working with the media why, why isn't there an alert system for this? Now, the quest for justice in the Amber Hagerman case is still, it's still going forward. 
they the police are still trying it every year um detectives come together so many come together trying to find the information on this but as they've said will he ever be found i mean there's there's no dna there's there's just not a lot of information could the man already be in prison for similar crimes because God knows there have been so many crimes against children. It's staggering. So will Donna, Amber's mother, ever see justice in her life? You know, as I had said before on my bucket list, the reason we had started the Crime Scene and Cupcakes podcast was my only bucket list was to know who murdered Krista before I died. And with my heart condition and stuff that I've been diagnosed recently, we have known that we're on borrowed time. And so I definitely feel that kinship. I mean, that was not my child by any means. I don't think I could survive losing my own Amber. I I don't think I could survive that. And Donna's Donna, Amber's mother, has so much strength that she continues to try to find information. Um, but, you know, the Amber Alert system is the legacy that Amber Hagerman has left. And she, in her death, has saved so many children. And it, it, it's not enough for Donna, but... We're hoping that someday that Donna will be able to see Amber's killer brought to justice. Okay, so I just wanted to touch on a little bit briefly here um, some information about the activation criteria for the Amber Alert. Um because that is sometimes I'm I mean a lot so that means I'm gonna talk about something that is very dry and that a lot of people don't really like to hear if their child has been abducted or if their child is missing but the alerts are broadcast using the emergency alert system which we all have on our iPhones our televisions and those types of things um but the, the things that have to be available for the alert system to be used is law enforcement must confirm an abduction has taken place. That is number one. Now, there have been several times that families have run into a situation where they have said, yes, an abduction has taken place and the police have categorized it as a runaway even though the the parents are saying, no, this is not a runaway. My child has not run away. This is an abduction. Now, there have been some improvements on law, with law enforcement on that end, but that's still been an issue. So, number one, law enforcement must confirm to the media and to the alert system that an abduction has taken place. And they do this mainly, they want to avoid false alarms. Um, You don't want to have the cry wolf situation because if you get enough of those, people will just begin ignoring the Amber Alerts. And we don't want to do that. We want to make sure the Amber Alerts are being taken as important and as seriously as possible. Number two, the child must be at risk of injury or death. 
kind of have a problem with this one. If anyone abducts a child, for whatever reason, a child is taken from their parent or is taken from someone, I believe at that moment, as any parent would, they're at a risk of injury or death. So on that one, we're going to go with whatever. But I believe at any time that that is a, that's a given. Number three, there must be sufficient description information of child, captor, or captor's vehicle to issue an alert. So that's the other one. If you just, there have been multiple times where somebody has said, my child has been taken because I've come home and it definitely, my child's phone is here, the child's laptop, all of this stuff. We know they didn't run away. We know they were taken. Issue an Amber Alert. But it can't be an Amber Alert because by who? There, there is no information. Uh, you need a car. You need a person. If you don't have that information, it has to be another way to get the information out there. It cannot be an Amber Alert. So you have to find other ways out there. You, and many people have been wonderful about utilizing Twitter. And so many families are great of the minute their child is missing. You get to Twitter you get to, you know, those missing pages and you get your child's face out there and you have as many people retweet that as much as you can. And people, if you live in different cities, different states, it doesn't matter. You tweet it out there. You get that information out there because you don't know whoever has that child. That information is important and that information needs to go everywhere as quickly as possible. And so just to recap, number three, there must be sufficient description information of the child captor, captor's vehicle. Also in that, children and adults, if you're even putting out information about the adult, filters on, everybody is filtering their Snapchats, their Facebooks, their whatever. Don't use those photos. Those photos do not show who that person is. There are many times I look at these missing photos and they take those filtered photos. That's not what the person looks like. We need just today, go find your child, go find your loved ones and take a picture. I don't care if they're pooping on the potty. If that's the only way you can get a candid picture of them where they don't have, you know, nobody wants that picture that has them in their raw self, but that's what is needed. We need to know what they actually look like, not the defined filter, pretty with, what is it, Pixar and all those other beautiful little filter things out there that they use to make themselves look beautiful. They're beautiful in their natural state. Come on, people. We need the real picture. We need the real you. So also for my listeners out there, get a real picture of yourself. Get it in your iPhone. Get it in your phone so that we know a real picture of you. So if something were to happen, there is a real picture. Because we all know on Facebook, on Snapchat, excuse me, Snapchat, not Snapchat, that was probably a little 
Freudian slip there, but we need a real picture. Um, and number four, the child must be under 17 years of age for a Amber Alert. So for an Amber Alert, they must be under 17 years of age. Again, if they're older, then there are other ways, but not for an Amber Alert. That is a criteria on an Amber Alert. So... Um, I just wanted to kind of touch on those things today. Um, and Amber Alerts have now gone worldwide. It, it, it's crazy. Um, it started in the United States. It's now in Canada, British Columbia, Quebec, Ontario, Mexico, Australia, Europe. I mean, France, the Netherlands, United Kingdom, Ireland. Woohoo! Uh, Slavic Republic, Ukraine, Malaysia, Ecuador, Russia. Uh, it, it's just absolutely incredible. Um, the retrieval rate, I, I did have somebody ask me about the retrieval rate. Um, we'll touch on that briefly because we're running out of time. But according to the U.S. Department of Justice, of the children abducted and murdered by strangers, 75% are killed within the first three hours in the United States. So, 75% are killed within the first three hours of the United States of children who are abducted by strangers. Amber Alerts are designed to inform the general public quickly when a child has been kidnapped and is in danger. So the public would be additional eyes and ears of the law enforcement. As of August 2013, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children estimates that 657 children have been successfully recovered as a result of the existence of the Amber Alert program. A script study of the 233 Amber Alerts issued in the United States in 2004 found that most issued alerts did not meet the Department of Justice criteria. Fully 50% were categorized by the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children as being family abductions. So, we are finding, and, and if you get those Amber Alerts, you do see more family abductions and I do see a lot of runaways. So when those situations happen, so when we're looking at those numbers that the Amber Alert is giving us, it is kind of skewed because we are seeing more and I get and I review the Amber Alerts. When they come in, I don't care where they're coming in from. I get them, I look at them and I'm trying to get all the information I can from them. And I have noticed that they do seem to be kind of outside the zone. They do kind of seem to be a lot of family abductions. So when we look at those numbers, we do have to remember that the results may be a little skewed. But the main thing I want people to take away from this is if a child is abducted by a stranger, um... 75% of the cases, a child is killed within the first three hours. So, 
stick with us on this. And if you see something, don't immediately think, oh, it's a parent punishing their child. Oh, it's this. You know, don't always write stuff off. I would rather have a pissed off parent because I walked up and said something or I called something in. I would rather have a pissed off parent on my conscience than a dead child. So take that home with you, marinate on it, pack it in a box, whatever you got to do. Take that home with your day. And um, we're back to talking about Krista next week. Uh, Hope everything's great with you. And remember, everybody always thinks it can't happen to you, but it can happen to you. So always be aware. Good day.